When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the PHNX Sun Devils podcast brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook app. Bet just $1 on any NFL game this week. Get $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. Tough one tonight, but I'm joined by longtime NBA and NCAA basketball assistant coach Dave Miller. Dave, how are we doing? Doing great, my friend. I'm uh could could be a little bit better. Uh, one Jay Heath, a couple inches on Jay Heath's last shot, and that game could have gone a lot different. Uh, Sun Devils fall to this uh, to the, the Dons by just one point, and this one now fall to five and seven on the year, breaking their three-game winning streak. Uh, immediate reactions, Dave. What'd you see tonight? Well, I, when you play against USF, and I've had a couple of their games in years past, you know they're all about analytics. Todd Golden, one of the bright young coaching stars in, in this profession, you have to understand that they want to shoot the three. They, you know, it's simple math. They can make more threes than you. They can let you score twos. They're going to win most games. Very, very analytical. So I, I thought that the whole game came down to how ASU was going to guard the three. Now, ASU came out, Shane, and, and they were hot to start, which was a good sign because mm-hmm. I think they were shooting a little bit under 30%, maybe 29%, if I remember correctly, from looking yeah. at some stats. But but again, it was um, – I thought the three ball, number one, was the most important thing. And then USF went to that zone, and ASU really struggled attacking that 2-3 zone. I can count maybe – four times on on this hand of possessions where they executed well and both times the ball got into the middle and the you know uh Kamani Lawrence was able to draw two and then hit Gaffney on the baseline they have to do a much better job of attacking the zone what does the zone want you to do they want you to shoot the three ball as opposed to trying to get it inside yeah absolutely there was they, they were switching back and forth from man to zone in that first half. And then the second half, they realized it was working, and uh, ASU thought they could just die by the three tonight, I guess. Uh, just not not the best numbers. And as you said, they came out hot, um, three straight threes. DJ Horn hit two in a row. Jay Heath hit one. Um, they finished shooting uh, six for 24 from the three-point line, only 25%, and that's just not going to cut it. Against a team like USF, I was a little upset last night that GCU um, came out with a win because – I knew if they if they would have if they would have beat them, I don't think they'd come out with this much fire. Um, you can see really late in the game, it it showed that they really wanted this win, um, especially coming off of a loss that was literally just last night. Um, so th- that that probably wasn't the best thing. GCU didn't help out the Sun Devils in that case. Well, Shane, it, it was unbelievable the turnaround, and again, both both universities in the same town, but but just to be able to prepare, it was almost like, you know, not even an NCAA tournament game because you have a day in between, but very similar to playing in, you know, a, a Thanksgiving or a Christmas holiday tournament, yeah. but the only problem is ASU, I think, had four or five days off, so, you know, it was that rust versus rest, and, you know, USF is too good. They've got so many pieces. What's interesting is, Boot 
Bouye, who was averaging, you know, like 19 points. And I had games when he was brand new to USF, and I couldn't believe what I uh -huh. saw. You know, he reminded me of a couple guys that I've recruited over the years. And I think I don't have a stat sheet in front of me, but he either had four or six points. So, yeah, you know, finished, it was, finished with four. Yeah which is unbelievable. That's 15 points under his average. So I really thought, you know, all, all year long, ASU's defense has been ahead of their offense, obviously. I mean, you know, throw out yeah. the Washington State game where they only scored 29 points. Hurley's defense has kept them in games, and that's why they, you know, they've won three in a row because they rely on their defense. But offensively, I, I'm going to break it down real easy. It's all about their shot selection, you know. Uh, and, and again, as a staff, Maybe they live by that, and we're just looking from the outside in. So, you know, I never second-guess coaches, but sometimes the shot selection that I see versus the zone, it was one pass, jack it up. You know, they weren't getting the basketball inside. Man-to-man, -man, I want to use both sides. If you, you know, I think this team has the ingredients to really push the pace based off that defensive pressure that they create. But no-go, when you get into the half court, you've got to get the ball from the right side to the left side, dribble drive, penetrate draw two defenders in and sometimes I don't think they give enough time nor have enough passes to get high quality shots I see a lot of contested shots and I see a lot of quick shots yeah absolutely I've been I've been talking this all year this team is looks so much better when they're running and obviously to get to be able to get out and run you need stops and they had a lot of steals tonight um the, the total number on that is I just had it in front of me at 14 tonight um and a lot of those didn't result in immediate threes or or buckets in general it just there, there were there, they weren't able to capitalize when they most needed it but the second thing you mentioned was the the quick or the quick shot selection in the zone a lot of the times they started the possession with at least looking at Kamani Lawrence in the high post and I think that's where Kamani Lawrence thrives uh, I thought he had a great night again tonight he's one of the best creative finishers I've seen in the Pac-12 and still they shy away from him sometimes or sometimes he even shies away from himself so I think they'll look at this a little bit. They struggled against Syracuse's zone, as everybody does, obviously. But when this team gets put in a in a tough situation with a zone defense, it, it's 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 not good. Well, I, I think, and and you mentioned the Syracuse zone. We see the same zone at University of Washington with Mike Hopkins, mm -hmm. and there's a reason whether it's Syracuse or whether it's Washington that they leave you open at the free throw line because it's not a free throw. Right. It's, yep. it's not a dead ball situation. And, and it's a very difficult shot. And a lot of times I see college teams, they'll put a guard in the middle because you want a playmaker. And, and trust me, I am a huge fan of Kamani. I like to call him the super senior. He's one of the yeah. few guys that came back on this team. And again, this is from the outside looking in. I think he would have good leadership. All the new players will look up to him. He knows what Coach Hurley wants. But it's very difficult to get the ball in that middle and to be able to just rise up and shoot that shot. You want to have playmakers. The two plays in particular between Kamani and Gaffney is he put it on the floor, he drew those two defenders up, and he was able to dish it on that uh, uh, the, the short corner, and I called a baseline yeah. dive to the rim. That's what's important. But, you know, I don't want to get coach speak on this, but when you play against the zone, and let's just talk about the 2-3, there's certain gaps. So, number one, you can't pass the ball from the top to the right to the top to the 
the left. You've got to stretch that defense like a rubber band, and that's what creates the driving seams. You want to drive it in. You want to pull two defenders, and that's going to open up a perimeter shot. Or you get it into the middle like we call the sweet spot, and now they converge on you, and you can either dump it to your baseline diver or kick it out to the wing for a shot. So as a, as a coach, I, I, can't, I can't say that they were surprised about that because really good coaches, whether it's man or whether it's zone, a lot of coaches don't teach plays. They teach how to play. And, and Bobby Hurley is, is a very good coach. Um, he's just got to get his guys to execute, have a little bit more poise, have a little bit more patience and attack that stretch that picture a rubber band chain. You keep stretching it. The elasticity loses. And now you've got gaps to drive and pull up. You've got drafts to penetrate and kick. Yeah, absolutely. To the ASU fans um, and to myself, even the, one of the biggest gripes speaking of what you just said is that, it almost seems like this team doesn't run plays. And, and yeah, you said they teach them how to play and not run plays, but it seems like they get stuck in this Princeton or, in this case, uh, a set offense where they're trying to get it inside. What is the fix for that? How do you get an offense out of a lull specifically for an entire team? Because it seems sometimes they'll go on stretches where not only do they not score for a while, they don't get an uncontested shot for a while. Well, I remember a long time ago in 2001, we played Duke for a chance to go to the final four uh, uh, when I was an assistant coach. And, um, you know, Duke only ran two plays, three plays max, because, mm -hmm. again, offense, the best offense. And I think ASU will get better at this is pushing the yeah. pace. You want to you want to defend. And, you know, you know, what do you do? You got to defend. You got to contest. You got to block out rebound. And then you go. Um, you know, when, when you get down to the other end, it's not that they're not running an offense. It's that they're breaking the offense off or they're settling. Uh, even if you're in motion, and again, I haven't seen ASU in person, so I can't sit here and X and O on a chalkboard, you know, what sets they run. But, but certainly, you know, th this is a it's, – it's major college basketball, and Hurley, you know, has played – at that level at Duke, he's, he's played in the NBA. So it's not street ball or lunchtime ball. But th there, there comes the time as a fan that you have to put some of the pressure or the blame, if you will, on the players because they work on certain situations. Uh, the penetrating kick, you know, I, I will tell you this. To, to, it just hit me while I was talking. The hardest offense to guard is motion offense, which is free-flowing. Yep. And we also call that the read and react. But you see it in the Princeton offense that we ran when I was an assistant with the New Orleans Hornets. So in any offense, the first thing you do is you catch the ball and you you pull your your poise, you serve it, and your eyes are on the rim, so you can see like a pizza pie. You can see anything that's happening, and you want to read the defender's foot. You know, is the top foot up? If it's not, you've got a middle drive. Is he squared up? Now he's forcing you to play sideline to sideline, so you better have somebody do something. So I don't want ASU fans to think that it's for lack that they're not being taught. Bobby Hurley has been in every situation maybe more than most college coaches that never played yeah. the game to be able to know what to do. But the responsibility comes on the players. Are they taking what they're being taught in practice? Are they bringing it to the floor? And then most importantly, are they executing? The droughts, I think, comes with the shot selection, as I alluded to a couple minutes ago. I just think they settle for two quick shots. And again, there's different, you know, everybody says when you're a parent, you treat every kid the same or a teacher. 
Oh, I think we lost you there for a sec. Yeah. There Are we, we back? Yeah. Okay. I can't see. There we go. Um, um, you know, they say teachers, high school teachers, elementary school yeah. teachers. You have to treat everybody the same. No, you don't. You have to be fair. So when you've got a guy that like DJ uh, Horn that's coming down, he's got a bigger leash, more rope to be able to take those shots. But there's some guys that I think are just shooting the ball too quick. And that's when you get into the scoring drought. And then here it's compounded. When you get into a scoring drought, Shane, I don't think you should keep jacking up threes. I I, I don't believe that as a coach. Yeah. I believe you've got to get layups because now once you hit a layup, the basket gets a little bigger. You hit, you work your way out. You hit a 10-foot uh, jumper. That basketball gets bigger. You're depending on coming down every time in and jacking up a three. That rim gets like this. It gets to the size of a coffee cup. Those are the things that I think they struggle in when they go. I mean, they were in that game. They had a six-minute scoring drought. And I don't know if they attempted, you know, three or four good shots. I thought they were yeah. questionable. Yeah, well, Dave, one player, you mentioned shifting the blame to the players at some point. One player that has gotten a lot of heat, um, and I guess rightfully so, that I was really high on before the season, I still am really high on um, because of just his pure basketball IQ is Marion Jackson. Um, not another another pretty low performance from him tonight. Um, only finished one for seven, two points, four, uh, four assists, and five rebounds. He kind of does everything for the Sun Devils teams in terms of trying to, um, but at some point... He's got he's he's got to find a groove. He's he's kind of had the yips. He's been in this a slump. Um, he had one good showing earlier in the year, but from a coaching perspective, when a player is a, your starting point guard essentially is having a, a a tough time scoring the ball or just getting anything going offensively in general, what's the fix? Do, do you do you do anything? Do you mention it or? Oh, absolutely. You address it. You break down film. And in this day and age, all all staffs are so large. You, I, I would personally, and I'm sure they're doing this uh, because I respect this staff. You you break down every single possession that every offensive possession. Yeah. And, you know, the quick fix that that's what the coach has to do. And then you've got to come in and you've got to have film sessions. You know, the one thing I learned when I covered the Lakers for the six years as an analyst uh, is that. Kobe wanted to be coached. Everyone thought Kobe didn't want to be coached, or they say superstars don't want to be coached. The best players in the game at any level want to be coached. Now, the people that think you're throwing shade or you're, you know, you're drinking haterade instead of Gatorade, those are the guys that 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 don't want to be coached or or they have insecurities. But uh, you know, from all I know. He's got to be able to go in there and look at film with the coaches. He should go home and, you know, hopefully they have cable and they tape the uh, Pac-12 network and they're able to see these games. The other thing is with the slump, he's got to get in the gym. There's, you know, I, I am totally against when I hear other analysts on air say, well, he's just got to keep shooting and work his way out and hit a couple and, and, and open the rim up. I don't know if that happens because I think when you miss so many shots, Shane, in a game, and this isn't just mm -hmm. for Marion, this is for any player, you, you, you start to press a little bit. And instead of having the ball move, when they were shooting the ball well to start that game, that ball is moving. You know, Mike D'Antoni used to always say when he was with the Lakers that the, 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 the pass is going to find the open man. And, and I firmly believe in that. I, you know, I, I, I'm not so much into, you know, secret potions or some, some salt you can throw out there or magical dust. But if you have ball movement and you have player movement and guys know their roles, I think that makes up for a lot. But 
but I'm not worried about him right now. He hasn't played mm -hmm. well, but that just comes with repetition. Remember this, Shane, this is a brand new group that was thrown together. Yep. You know, it, it's, it's, yep. it, it's almost like at Kentucky every single year when they had all yep. those, you know, five, six guys that are getting drafted and you bring in a whole new group. There, there's a certain phase that you have to go through that you have to see where you fit in. And then for him, that's the quarterback. If it was a football team, he's the point guard. He not only has to think like Coach Hurley, he's got to know who's hot, who's not, where's his shots. And I think if he could do one thing, he should be the guy out there when a guy takes a suspect shot, he should be the one, the coach on the floor that says, hey, I don't know if that was such a great shot. And conversely, when someone's hot, I think you need to go to him until the, the, the well dries up with water. We used to always say that with Chris Paul in New Orleans. Hey, if you got guys that are – if Peja Stojakovic is hitting shots – keep going to page you until he misses a couple, then we'll find another well and we'll dig it out. Yeah, absolutely. The, the only thing about that is sometimes he's the one that's been taking the questionable shots, but as okay, you said, so hold on time out of there, yeah. time out a second there, then coach Hurley, if, if that's the case, then coach mm -hmm. Hurley has got to take him out of the game because the, yeah. and, and, and if, if, you know, you might think that I might think that fans may think that, but once coach thinks that, then the only way you're going to correct that is to put him on the bench. If in fact, you've gone over the film, you've talked about what's a good shot, what's a bad shot. And then here's the other thing. If you're a player, there's four other players on the floor for guys to do their work early to get offensive rebounds. Uh, what a bad shot is considered is one that your teammate doesn't take regularly at practice. So if a guy takes that one leg and, you know, dribble, dribble, boom, create space, step back. If you as a teammate know that's his shot, then you can go get inside and get that inside position. So there's a bunch of things. But if he continues to do that, then the coach has to address that because he's the head of the snake offensively and defensively. Absolutely. He, it might not be the best idea to keep shooting until uh, you get hot. Uh, it's also not the best idea to keep betting until you, you, you win. Um, and that's a strategy that I've been using this weekend, unfortunately, at the DraftKings <laughs> Sportsbook app. Um, it's safe. It's secure. It's reliable. It's fun. Um, I had a pretty hot day yesterday. yesterday or, and then today I came back down to earth. Um, a lot of losses, including those damn Ravens coming back. Uh, but if you want to, if you want to get some skin of the game, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use that promo code PHNX when you sign up. But just one dollar on any NFL game this week, get hundred dollars in free bets if either team scores a single point. That's twenty-one plus. Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Next Step. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for more details. Let's get into our lyric of the game. Um, this one is a little sad. There's the there's the great graphic. Um, this one comes from. Uh, Courtney Barnett, I believe. Yes, the song's called Ray Street. Uh, this was coming for a while. I had this saved up in the three-game losing streak. Light a candle for the suffering because uh, this Sun Devils team could have done something special by getting not just this win, but a, what certainly should be a win against Florida AM and um, come Tuesday and bringing a five-game winning streak into Pac-12 play. So this loss um, does not come at the best time for the Sun Devils team. But as we mentioned, I mean, this is a new group. I've been saying this. I'm probably the most positive Sun Devils fan out here. Um, there's a lot of people that have been questioning this team from day one. Um, and it, it just, it, even with this loss tonight, I think it looks like a completely different team than it did in the Bahamas. And not to mention, Hurley loves scheduling these tough out-of-conference games. He always does. But this year specifically, um, in this nine-game stretch, they've now played seven um, teams that made the tournament last year. 
Um, the only two not making the tournament is USF and Washington State, uh, which two of them they both lost to. So it's just nine really tough games in a row. Um, and hopefully they can get right against AM on Tuesday and go from there. Do, do games like that, Dave, uh, help when you're playing kind of a lower skilled team, a lower uh, lower level opponent? Does that help you get right or is it just it doesn't really do much? You know, you're you're supposed to win those games. What it does is mm -hmm. you can get guys that are at the end of the bench that aren't getting some run that you're going to have to rely on in conference play. Um, but I'll tell you, you, you said something really interesting because I, I couldn't agree with you more. So different than from Cancun, but they're so different from the Washington State debacle. You know, you look yeah. at these three games and you know uh, they weren't supposed and 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 I, and I you know I I don't look at I don't look at in the paper to see who's supposed to win and what the point spread is I, I've never done that I don't even understand that uh you know <laughs> being a coach because it's never been part of yeah. my daily daily repertoire um uh, but but here's my point to that is that a, a team that struggled like ASU and you go to Creighton you're not supposed ASU isn't supposed to win that game that was yep. a gutsy win. They hadn't won in Oregon uh, probably since I had bangs, and that's been a long time ago. <laughs> um, you know, you know, to go to Oregon and to win uh, with Dana Altman, you know, that, that they 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 put those three games together, and this speaks to Hurley, and it speaks to the cohesiveness. I, I don't necessarily think all the pieces are fitting right now. They're still trying to get these pieces together, and that's what the non-conference is for. But this is a totally different team. They could have folded. You know, you yep. lose that game to Washington State, and it could have been just all downhill. They come back and they win three games. You know, today, today, you know, again, a couple shots here or there. They made a couple. Their defense ha has been decent, you know. And, and again, with that record, I'm not going to sit here and sound foolish and say how great it is. But yep. they're just not – they're not scoring enough points to win these games. And they're holding teams to some – you know, and I don't have their numbers or their metrics – in front of me, but as a fan watching it, you know, they, they, they need to score more points. And I would like to see them more with that push game. I think that they have pieces offensively where they can rebound and go and Shane, they should be coming at you in waves and, and just never let you get up for air. And when they made that run and they created the separation, it was small. Neither team could get separation. It was done defensively with stops. I like to, as an assistant sitting on the bench at any level, I coached at, I charted every Every five possessions, could you get three stops of those five possessions? And if mm -hmm. you can do that, you're in a good position to win the game. So their defense has been good. It's the offense that has to get fixed. And again, we started out with my very first two words with ASU, shot selection. Yep. They're about middle of the road in uh, points allowed per game. And I think they're in the bottom 10% in scoring. Um, mostly due to that 29-point performance against Washington State. They have yet to have a typical shooting night for a Pac-12 team. Um, they, they, they've had moments of being hot, but it, also, it ultimately fizzles out. Um, they started hot tonight, thought it would be a different game, thought they'd get up into the 70s or maybe even 80s. Obviously, it didn't happen. Um, and when this team doesn't score 70-plus, they're going to have a hard time winning. And the defense is of what's keeping them into it. It's it, it's true. And the, the press sometimes works, and it worked a little bit. He, Jay Heath got two steals in a row and two buckets in a row. Um, but other than that, it's just passion that this that this defense stays with. They have spark plugs like Jemiah Neal who will come off the bench and and guard their best player for a little bit. For young freshmen who can't really score the ball, but you need to, those type of guys. And uh, Alonzo Gaffney is a really good interior defender, and Enoch Bilachi is sometimes a good defender inside. You have these spark guys that come off the bench, but 
none of them can score. And I think that's a huge problem. Um, you have your three guards that are absolute flamethrowers um, and Kamani Lawrence also. But other than that, when those guys aren't on, um, even if it's just for a five-minute stretch and they can't score, this team has problems. Well, I, I like tonight, Shane. And again, you might have a stat sheet there to check, but just from watching with my eyes, the points in the paint, I like that ASU was able to get inside. And, and there's no question about it that they had more points. I just don't know what the differential is. But with guys like that, with bigs that, that might struggle to score because they have the size, they have the length. And that's why the defense has been so good because their guards have been able to pressure up. And now you have rim protectors. You have guys that can help on a blow-by or a direct line drive. But if you you have bigs that are struggling to score, okay, because they just don't have that big post player, you know, and I'll just mm -hmm. use Shaquille O'Neal for people that are watching, right? Just someone that can just, or DeAndre Ayton that played down the yeah. road a couple of years ago. You got big guys that can get two feet in the paint. If they don't have that, so you still have your push game, but now you have rim runs. You run them down, you know, and, and I don't care, even when they get into conference play and they're playing against big seven-footers, I know this for a fact. Quick beats big in the post. You can, you know, now, if you want to come up and you want to play bully ball and they want to play bully ball defense, you're probably going to lose that if they wall you up and they play the verticality game. But quick beats big in the post. You don't have to be six, you know, nine, six, ten, mm -hmm. seven foot to be to be good down there. But you can't rely on that three ball because you've heard this, the old cliche. You 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 live by it, you die by it. And yep. and if they're hitting shots like they did to start, so now you start missing shots. Now you've got to go inside, you've got to get to the they, their guards are under unbelievable free throw shooters right but yeah. like in the first half I think they only shot four free throws or six free throws that just tells you that they're settling I want to get you know I and the other thing is in the first half they were in the bonus you know USF was fouling they should have yeah. been on the dribble drive attacking the rim getting you know drawing fouls, getting N1s. You know, you have to understand the game within the game. And sometimes it, as players, you get sped up. And then that's the job as the coach, you know, that, hey, we might not need to take so many outside shots. We're in the bonus. We're going to the line for every, every foul. Let's get some dribble drives. Put the pressure on USF to defend. Absolutely. Well, let me ask you this. You mentioned that having a big man, um, you don't have to be so big. Quick beats big. This team historically has not had a big man. They've they were starting Kamani Lawrence at the five a lot last year. Um, they've never had that solid guy. And then coming off the bench, it was either not very talented bigs or just really undersized guys. This is the first year in I think five years that they've had three guys that can play in rotation that can play a genuine five spot. Do you think it's this team and the program and Bobby Hurley not being used not? not used to having those three guys and not being able to utilize them? Or is it something else? Or is it just the shot selection, as you said? I think it's the shot selection because yeah. Bobby Hurley in, in college and in pros played with big guys. And, and trust me, you talk about a basketball family. Uh, you know, we know, you know, I used to recruit his fa father's players at St. Anthony's, you know, and, and then you saw, saw Hurley's career. Um, you know, he's always played with a chip on his shoulder. He's always been that gym rat. So he, he, he knows how to play. There, there's mm -hmm. nothing again. I'll, I'll reiterate this. There's nothing in a game that coach Hurley sees with his eyes that he hasn't been a part of 
thousands and thousands of times. It, it's just about trying to fit the pieces. You know, it's like it's like always having a nice car and all of a sudden you get a Maserati or you get a Lamborghini, right? They're not easy to drive. And, and trust me, I don't have any of those, but I've been enough of them with players that I've coached in the NBA that it even feels different when you're in that car. So when you're used to playing, you know, you know one way, and, and I'll steal something that Coach Bob Knight told me one time. You do three things every day, whether you're a basketball coach, whether you're, you're, you're a school teacher, whether you're a bus driver, whatever your profession is, you either get better, you stay the same or you get worse. And two of the three ain't worth a damn. So there's no way these coaches aren't looking and they're, they're, they're not seeing what needs to be done. But again, it's, it's a time it's, it's fit. You just can't throw, you know, five musicians out on the stage at Staples center or, you know, desert financial and have a concert. It takes time. And, and that's what it's about. I think Fans at ASU are smart. They understand there's three seasons in college basketball. There's the non-conference where you tweak things. You look at your offense. You look at your defense. Obviously, the regular season, everybody wants to win the Pac-12 regular season. And then you get the postseason tournament where all you got to do is get hot to get that automatic bid. So right now, Hurley and his group are taking quizzes. They haven't even taken a major test yet. And they've mm-hmm. played a great non-conference schedule. Okay, they played some good teams, but these are all quizzes. Now, once the conference starts, and I I don't know, tell me, Shane, is their first one at UCLA? Is that right? Uh, I believe it's the USC game um, at USC USC on the 30th. So so that's their first test, and and that's going to be a hell of a test. That's not even a test. That's like a midterm because USC is playing so well, and, you know, they're, they're, they're right where they left off last year defensively, and that's losing Evan Mobley who could be, you know, the, the, the rookie of the year in the NBA. So right now these are tests and they've had some good, they've had some good scores and they've had some failing scores. So that's what about being a coach is just like a CEO. You're trying to figure yep. out what works, what doesn't, and then come hell or high water, you better have that figured out by the time you come to LA and head to the Galen center. Yeah. Well, it's, it's not just one test. It's three damn exams. They have USC, UCLA, U of A, uh, back to back to back to open up their conference play. So a real gut test coming up for these Sun Devils. As I said, they dropped this one um, to USF, 66 to 65, uh, fall to five and seven now. Um, get, have a get right game against Florida A&M on Tuesday before they start conference play on the 30th. Uh, Dave, anything else to add about this team and what to expect from them uh, heading into conference play? Well, I, you alluded to it, and I didn't want to interrupt you when you were talking about players that come in off the bench. You mentioned a couple and, and what they bring defensively in the energy. And I think a lot of teams always take on the, the personality of their coach. So one thing you know, they're going to fight, they're going to claw, and they're going to scrape. And I think the most important thing now is that they don't need to bring clutter into the locker room. And and, and again, um, it's that old saying, you know, our grandfathers once told us, you know, you can't point the finger because you have these three that are pointing right back yeah. at your skin. So this team has got to stick together. And I'm not alluding that they're doing that. But as mm-hmm. a coach, you want to make sure that they're staying together. And you got to show some of the positive. You know, in my 
film session that would be tomorrow morning, you've got to show some of the things that we did well. And then, guys, we have to build on those things. But then also, it, you know, being on a team is like being a family. It's got to be tough love. It's got to be heart to heart. So now we have to break down what we're doing wrong. This is how you attack the zone. This is how we need to attack the zone. This is a. It's hard to be in a film session and the coach has the clicker and he keeps rewinding it. You know, there's mm -hmm. been years in teams I've been on when I'm showing film, I wear out just my thumb. <laughs> you know, hitting that clicker, rewind, rewind. And, and and again, I go back to Kobe Bryant. It's the biggest thing. One of the biggest things I learned covering him is that he wanted to be coached. He wanted to know, you know, a, another one that's in town, Chris Paul, when we coached him in New Orleans, Chris Paul didn't want to know after the game what he was doing wrong. Chris Paul said, I want to know now, because a lot of times some coaches are hesitant. They won't they don't want to say something negative. And then the player drops his head and he, 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 there's that bad mojo. The great ones want to know. Chris Paul wanted to know, should I take one or two more dribbles in that pick and roll to, to stretch the defense so I could look for the pocket pass? You know, or should I turn the corner? So I think this group, if they're bought into coach, which I don't know because I haven't been at a practice, I haven't been in their locker room, but if they're bought in and two feet are in, then they've got to stick together. Don't listen to the people in your posses. Don't listen to, you know, high school coaches, AAU coaches that might yep. want to grab your ear. What you got stay with is that we're a team if you believe in the system that's put out now what can you do to help this team win and get over the hump they're not far but it's not going to take five guys it's going to take 12 or 13 guys that are sitting on that bench to come together and to be able to have the resiliency to fight and uh, I've never seen coach Hurley not fight whether it was a pickup yeah. game in Jersey City, New Jersey, whether it was at Duke or whether it was in the NBA. So uh, they, they're going to continue to fight and they're going to figure this thing out. Yeah, I've heard people have so many doubts about Coach Hurley. But the one thing I can't stand is when people say that he doesn't connect with his players. Um, you consistently see players coming back. Um, and DJ Horn actually spoke last week about how much it meant for him and the team that Hurley just stuck with the same game plan after that awful loss to Washington State. Um, they didn't change anything, and it worked. So, look, I, I think this team is on the right path. And as I remind every single ASU fan, this is without Marcus Bagley and without your who should be your leading scorer in Marion Jackson, MAC Player of the Year. They're not doing anything. Bagley obviously injured and still out. No update on him yet. But this team has a long way to go. I've said it since the start. It's all about getting right and getting hot at the right times. Um, and I still think this team has enough confidence and talent to do that at any given moment. Um, so, yeah, it's not 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 a, not a great night for Sunnyvale fans, but I'm still excited for the road ahead. Well, I'm excited for you and for the platform that you have, and I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to be on. And if there's anything I can do from you going forward, don't hesitate to call. And I hasn't I haven't said forks up since my last year. <laughs> it wasn't called Desert Financial. It was uh, the UAC. I think it was the University Activity Center. And okay. uh, I, I had some fun practices and we had some great games in there. I'll tell you, when you were talking about the last big, I had to think of Isaac Austin. Isaac <laughs> Austin was on that team uh, in 1989. And uh, he was a pretty good big that the Sun Devils had. So, uh, okay, keep the faith. And, uh, and thanks for having me on. Yeah, I appreciate it. You can follow me at Shane Deef on Twitter. You can follow Dave Miller at Coach Dave Miller on Twitter. You can follow the show at PHNX underscore Sun Devils. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Head over to gophnx.com. Got new stuff dropping every single day. Guys, it's been a pleasure as always. We'll be back on Tuesday right after the Florida A&M game. That game tips off at 3 p.m. right here at Desert Financial. Thanks for tuning in as always, and peace.